welcome to the Cosmoses Podcast, hosted by Justin Moses. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. This is episode number 25, the Golden Anniversary Show. And uh, today's guest is Emmy Sunshine. I'll be telling you more about her in just a little bit. But first, I want to tell you about uh, the sponsor who's bringing you the show today. Today's show is sponsored by Low Vintage Instrument Company. They're located in downtown Burlington, North Carolina. We stopped in there just a couple months back, maybe three months back, as we were passing through, and I played uh, the next serial number up from Earl Scruggs's uh, or maybe down. It was one serial number off from Earl Scruggs' banjo that he played on Foggy Mountain Breakdown and all that stuff. So they have really cool instruments like that at Low Vintage Instrument Company. And they have some great vintage Martin guitars and mandolins and just uh, anything you want. They have great instruments and accessories there. So visit them there at their downtown location in Burlington, North Carolina or online at lowvintage.com. That is L-O-W-E Vintage.com Or you can call them at area code 336-524-6250 They have a, a great Facebook page you can like with uh, contests on there that you can, uh, you can win prizes and such. You can follow them on Instagram and Twitter and find your timeless tone at LowVintage.com That's L-O-W-E Vintage.com We really appreciate them uh, making this show possible. Uh, possible for everybody to download it for absolutely free week in and week out. Or every two weeks. Every two weeks in and two weeks out. So, the last couple of weeks, the last several weeks, have been really busy playing with Sierra. We've been... Uh, really literally from one end of the country to the other and, and sometimes within a matter of a day we were on one uh, coast and then the other um, we played around the 4th of July in uh, California at the High Sierra Festival and then, then we played a uh, 4th of July show in uh, St. Helena and then flew back the, the following day to uh to North Carolina to play shows uh, we played at Duke Gardens in Durham, North Carolina and we played Floyd Country Store in Floyd, Virginia and played up in uh, played the Red Wing Roots Festival also in Virginia and then played in Chicago uh, or just outside Chicago at the, uh, the Bluegrass on the Green the Frankfurt Bluegrass Festival and that's the second year in a row Sierra and I had done it, but uh, this year, obviously, Ethan Yojevitz was with us, and uh, that was, uh, was great to uh, to do that that one again and see a lot of the same familiar faces and, uh, and some new ones as well. Before that, we played in uh, Wisconsin. We played at the Door Community Auditorium in Fish Creek, Wisconsin. That's a, a beautiful area up there if you get a chance to uh, to visit right there on the shores of Lake Michigan. But with that said, 
got a couple weeks off. Sierra is headed to the UK. Uh, she's playing actually in England, I think, most of the shows. Visit her website, sierrahall.com. Uh, I know I have listeners in, uh, in the UK. If you're interested in seeing her and Ron Block play, check her website out, sierrahall.com, for those dates. And uh, when she gets back, we'll be in Sheboygan, Wisconsin on August the 4th. Uh, that sets off a, a run of a few dates. Um, check her website out for that also, and check mine, justinmoses.com. I'll be putting some of the the next layer of dates up soon. I know we're playing the Podunk Bluegrass Festival. That's on August 12th in Hebron, Connecticut. And uh, there's several other things that are coming up in the next few weeks for you to check out. We're coming back to the Dakota Jazz Club, actually. That's one of the dates. And uh, we're playing... Well, I'll just take a glance at the site as I'm saying this to, uh, to give you some of the dates. We're playing the uh, Evanston Space in Evanston, in Illinois in, uh, on August the 5th. And then the 6th will be in Cedar Rapids, Iowa at Legion Arts. And then August 7th will be the Dakota Jazz Club that I was mentioning. Then the following weekend will be at the Podunk Festival on August the 12th. August 13th will be at Music Fest in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And the 14th will be at Capitol L House Music Hall in Richmond, Virginia. I'll go ahead and, uh, and mention August the 17th will be at Midsummer Festival in Lexington, South Carolina. And September the 4th, Four Corners Folk Festival in Pagosa Springs, Colorado. So that's just some of the things coming up. Also, Fresh Grass on September the 17th, and that's in North Adams, Massachusetts. The Festy North on the 18th of September, that's in Canton, Massachusetts. Watermelon Park Festival in Berryville, Virginia on September the 23rd. And uh, just a, a bunch of other things uh, as well. So just check out the schedules, and uh, I'll be updating mine soon. Sierra's got hers up. I did want to kind of share something that uh, I'm kind of excited about. Uh, having the time off, I've been meaning to, to upgrade phones because I've had the same phone for quite a while and I've been eligible for an upgrade. And uh, yesterday I went and just got a new phone. And uh, that's great and all. I'm still learning somewhat about it because it's it's got a lot to it to learn. But... I also started looking at different uh, companies, and I ended up switching service to a different company. And uh, I've lived in this house for about, uh, it'll be six years this year. And I've not had service basically the whole time. I mean, I do have a little bit, but it's very spotty in and out. And if anybody else has that problem at their house, you know how frustrating that is. And so I switched service and now it's perfect here so my life has improved uh, a lot uh, just just by that being the case now we'll see when I go out traveling whether uh, this provider holds up nearly as well but uh, I'm, I'm interested to find out because for here it's it's so much better it's 
perfect. I can actually talk on the phone now. If anybody, any of my friends are listening to this and uh, have tried to call me in the past and I've dropped the call and had to call back over and over again. So that's just a little uh, aside of something that I'm excited about. I got some questions uh, off the Facebook page. Nora Denning, who I'd uh, gotten questions from before and, uh, and answered them on the podcast, sent me a couple of questions that I'd like to address on the show today. She wrote and said, Live streams of shows have been around for a while now, it seems, but it seems that there are still a lot of limitations and disadvantages to streaming shows. Do you think that more artists will wind up embracing these in the future? Okay. My answer to that is uh, I'm not real sure, but I do think that um, the potential is there for sure. But right now it's not something that that seems like it's going to take off anytime soon and be something that's a reliable source of income or something like that for, uh, for many people, I'll say that. There's a few people that I'm sure are doing pretty well with it because they got in and they, they kind of established a bit of an audience. Uh, and uh, If you do it solo, if you just play yourself, then obviously you have a lot more chance to uh, be successful and make a little bit of money at it. I've done two of them myself. Uh, I did one coinciding with the, the release of my record, and I did one that was a part of a, a festival on Concert Window that was like the first ever online bluegrass festival. And that one I, I felt like was pretty successful. Um, had quite a few people listen. Had a lot of fun doing it. I just did it from my house here. And uh, there there were people that were generous. I, I didn't really charge a particular price for it. I just let people pay whatever they wanted to. And, and some people were really generous. But... Um, so that one worked out alright. I did the other one with this the CD release day and it was a little less successful financially for me uh less people listened to it watched it and uh i think that might have you know you never know with that kind of thing you know if you just pick a random day there may be other people having shows online that other that in your same kind of market somebody might want to see or you know it could just be that there's a TV show on everybody wants to watch or there's actual events going on in the real world that somebody wants to go to. So you're kind of rolling the dice, you know, if you set people up to play with you. And uh, and that's kind of what I did. But like I said, if you're doing it solo, it's probably... Uh, it would be an easy thing to do just to turn on your camera and start playing and, and uh, let people find it. You know, like obviously advertising on your social media and stuff like that but um i do think it can be something more along those lines like so i'm doing this podcast now you know maybe i could advertise that hey i'm gonna i'm gonna go live and and hopefully if you're listening to this you would be interested enough uh in in that to where like i've even thought about doing sort of a live uh podcast in the same vein as what uh, the the streaming shows are. I think that could be interesting as well. 
But uh, I don't know. I don't see it as a, a any sort of replacement or anything like that in the near future for just going out and seeing a band live, for instance. Or or as as from an artist standpoint, going out and playing live. You know, I think a lot of musicians, you know, the traveling lately is. I've kind of gotten a little weary from it. Uh, it's you know, it. I don't, I don't mean to whine or anything like that, but it can be very tiring and very just uh emotionally it can wear on you as well but um the you know i'm sure a lot of musicians would love if you could just play from home basically or play in a place near your home and the whole world want to watch it and uh, and pay to see it but it's not realistic yet for for many people for that to be the case all right, the second question was, uh, from the bluegrass or music festivals that you've attended as a performer or as an attendee, what are some of your favorites? Okay, and I'll answer that based on, I'll try to do my best answer based on all through the years, but I'm going to particularly think about this past year, and this year, I mean, the one we're in. Because it's ever you know all those festivals are kind of fresh on my mind, and I would say there's two that stand out to me as the two best, uh, well put on, and just the most fun. And I'll I'll, I'll go into some detail about uh, why, as an artist, you en enjoy playing a festival or not. So. I will say Dell Fest in Cumberland, Maryland is one of my absolute favorite festivals to play. And uh, we just got through playing Telluride, the Telluride Bluegrass Festival, not long ago. And that, that one's going to rank up there, too. And the thing that those two have in common are the way they treat the artists, pretty much. Um, as an artist going to a festival, the things that are going to make you enjoy the festival or not, most of the time, are the lineup like the artists that are there but more importantly like how they treat you so um what's the food like the backstage food you know um how easy is it how easy do they make it to get to where you need to go that sort of thing do they provide carts and do they provide a personal liaison to uh, get you to where you need to go or not and all those sorts of things um Delfest and and Planet Bluegrass, both of those uh, organizations that have festivals, do a great job with all that kind of stuff. They make you feel important, like you, you know, they're you're there because they wanted you there, and uh, I say that because you go to some festivals and and they they have people working. Obviously, you know, if you're just working the gate or something like that. They may not know all the artists or know who's who's who or why you're there, but um, it's nice if you if you go into a festival and they make it easy to get to an artist check-in kind of area, rather than kind of not acting like they know what you're talking about or uh, just very unorganized. You know, those the festivals that I'm saying that are really great are are also ones that are organized and you can tell that they've been doing it long enough they sort of know what they're doing so 
I will point those out. I also, I mean, I have to say the uh, IBMA wide open bluegrass the last few years has been great, and I really enjoy getting to going, getting to go to that. I always have pretty much through the years. Uh, you know, some more, I guess, bluegrassy kind of festivals. I mean, I've always enjoyed Gettysburg, getting to go there and play. Uh, Strawberry Park in uh, Preston, Connecticut. I've enjoyed playing at that one. Uh, if I really think about it, it's, you know, can be tough to, to point some out and then you feel like you're leaving the others out. Uh, I know the Red, White, and Bluegrass Festival over in Morganton, North Carolina. I've always enjoyed playing at that. Uh, of course, Merle Fest. I enjoyed playing things uh some of the the better festivals to play are folk festivals like uh i've played the vancouver folk festival it was really great same kind of thing where they they treat you the way you'd want to be treated and uh, you get to see some some cool acts as well as is hopefully if you're in a cool act <laughs> um i've played edmonton folk fest in edmonton alberta uh i think that's a, a cool one I would say New Orleans Jazz Fest. I enjoyed playing that. Um, those are some of the ones that just pop into my head right off the bat. I might try to put a little bit more thought into it and address it in a little bit longer form in, in a future episode. But uh, for now, those are the ones that stick out in my mind and, and some of the reasons, you know. I think I talked about it already on, on one of the other podcasts, but at Del Fest this past year, there was just a you know a couple months back they had uh, Bruce Hornsby and the Noisemakers, which was a cool show to see. And uh, you know I think a lot of why you would enjoy a festival or not comes down to what's going on in your life at the time too. Like you know you could be at the best festival in the world and if you're in a bad place, it may not be as fun as it would if if you're in a mindset to have fun. So that has a lot to do with it as well but if you just kind of subjectively try to or objectively sorry try to judge uh, festivals based on how they're put on let's say uh, that's kind of what I mean by the ones that I've pointed out okay I do want to say uh, continue to send in questions uh, to Justin at justinmoses.com or on my Facebook or Twitter uh, do visit my website justinmoses.com and you can get all the links there to my Facebook, Twitter and my YouTube page I continuously intend on doing more on YouTube and uh, even putting some of these shows on YouTube or at least some clips so that, uh, so that people can find it on there and hopefully go to iTunes and subscribe so I want to encourage you if you've not already done that uh, to subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free. It helps out me by uh, getting... It just looks good to have more subscribers on iTunes. And you get the latest episodes for free, downloaded to whatever device you want to subscribe on. And so there's no downside. We're all winners in that case. So uh, today's guest is Emmy Sunshine. If you don't know who that is, she's 12 years old, and I'll 
get into all that in the interview as well, but she's from the same hometown as I am and uh, became known in the last couple of years as just this great young singer, very young, and uh, you'll hear her story here and you'll hear her sing at the end of it, so make sure and stay tuned for that. She uh, sings a song at the end and it's it's uh, fantastic, so... So I think you're going to enjoy this. Here's Amy Sunshine. Well, I'm going to start out by saying it's good to have another person from my hometown, from Madisonville, be on the podcast. What? Yeah. And so let's get it straight right off the top, Amy. Thank you. Thank you first for being here. Um, Glad to be here. You're now 12 years old. Is that right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've been singing since you were what? Four years old. Four. And what were some of the first things that you sang at four years old? Um, the first thing I ever sang um, out live was a song called You Are My Sunshine. You Are My Sunshine. Yeah, that's a good one. And where was that? Um, at um, one of our really good friend's weddings. Wedding. Um, well, uh... It was on the beach, and they asked me to sing uh, You Are My Sunshine there. That was my first real paying gig. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so you, besides just even paying gigs, you, you were singing before that, right? Well, yeah. Um, I've been singing ever since I was, well, uh, eight or nine months old, right, Mom? You were about nine months old the first time I heard you sing a note. Yeah. 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 So basically since you've been born, basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and you've had, I'm sure, a whole lot of fun getting to sing and play for well, people. Yeah, um, I've gotten to play a lot of places that I've always wanted to, so I think <laughs> um, this is going to be a really cool thing to do, and it's going to be great to have my family with me to support me, so yeah, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. So one of the big things that happened... You know, once you've uh, you got out and played, you played in Knoxville a lot, right? Um, yes. Um, I love to play in Knoxville, um, especially on Market Square. Uh-huh. Um, it's one of my favorite places to play in Knoxville. And um, one year when it was Christmas, um, there's so many homeless people out there. I would uh, go there and I would um, give them blankets and anything to provide them food and all kinds of things and that was really uh some that really that's really what um is just so awesome about um getting to go there is because you can have a lot of people there and you can do what you love at the same time yeah the video that got uh tons of exposure that happened over at the uh sweetwater sweetwater flea market right mm-hmm. yeah and that was kind of unexpected wasn't it well yes um I've been doing a lot of little festivals and churches. That's what we did before. That's what we always did. We never really thought that we'd be where we are now. All right. And pretty much how it started, um, a guy named uh, Harley Millsaps asked us to um, play at his little um, his little guitar shop at, where he um, sold guitars and he fixed them and pretty much did all of that. and. It was so small that um, it was in the uh, flea market, and 
he asked me if I wanted to come play there. Mm-hmm. And I did, and I just kept going back, kept going back. They sold our CDs. Um, they helped us out with pretty much everything. And one day, um, she's a really good fan of ours now. Um, I've gotten to, we've gotten to work with her, and she has been taking care of our merchandise, and she has been pretty much doing everything for us. Um, this woman, um, she came and she had never seen me before. Mm-hmm. And um, her name was Shauna, and uh, she um, recorded me um, singing Blue Yodel Number 6. This was her first time seeing me, and she was the person who uh, got that... Um, Got that whole uh, thing, that whole um, video to go viral. Yeah. And then right after that, basically, the Today Show picked it up, right? Yeah, the Today Show, and it was so amazing getting to go down there and singing for those people. And when I was um, on the little stage there that they had, um, while they were recording, I saw so many people with them. We love you, Emmy Sunshine signs up, which was really, really cool. I bet that was cool. And it's just, it was amazing getting to go there. And then the Opry, which was, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and getting to meet Marty Stewart. Yeah. Um, it's just all those things that I've gotten to do so far. It's just nothing I never thought I'd ever be able to do. Yeah, for sure. What's the coolest thing you think you've gotten to do? Um, well, the coolest thing I've ever gotten to do hasn't happened yet, exactly. That's <laughs> that's an awesome well, answer. I like that. It hasn't exactly happened yet. I'm wanting to, well, I'm about to go get get to go and play with them. Um, I'm going to get to open up, actually, for um, Loretta Lynn. Oh, man. And that's going to be really cool. And I got to meet Tanya Tucker, too. Yeah. Um, She was uh, on one of my Americana Corner um shows well it's kind of a show um it's a video that we Uh put on youtube and um we call it americana corner and we have people go on there and um, i get to interview them and uh then we get to sing a song together that's awesome yeah so what tell us about that um how did that start like the americana corner thing well um I had a management company at the time that mm-hmm. um, said that we needed to do um, something kind of like a video or anything like that. And right. Yeah. Said to find a name that you wanted for this. And mm-hmm. We said Americana Corner. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, um, are, is that ongoing? Are you still doing that? Well, um, we've kind of let it slow down a little bit right now, but right. we're planning on doing more. Okay. Those yeah. Americana Corners. We really love them. They're, they're a lot of fun for us. Very good. Well, is it fun for you to interview people? Like for me, like this is a new thing to try to interview somebody. I'm not like a professional interviewer, but I, it's kind of fun to ask people questions and see what they've got to say. Do you enjoy that? I really do. Um, yeah. It's actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Do you, do you come up with your own questions a lot or do you have some help? Usually I come up with my own questions and yeah. I try to kind of do my own thing with that. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, who all have you had on it so far? Well, um, I've had, um, well, Jim Lauderdale, I've had Tanya Tucker, mm-hmm. and I've had um, Holly Williams, yes, I've yeah. had Holly Williams, and that's 
about it so far. I've done three Americana Corners, so I hope to get to do more in the future. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're in the middle right now of recording some new stuff, right? Yes, we're in the middle of recording of our new album. Um, I think we're going to, we were planning on calling it um, The American Dream. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really cool album. It's going to have a lot of songs that um, that we have uh, wrote, all originals, every single one of them. And, and uh, there's a bonus track. But um, I'm not going to let y'all know what that is yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got to hold some things back. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's good. Uh, Tell us about your songwriting. Well, (laughs) yeah. um, me and my mom usually write our songs together. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes we'll get some help from Shelly Rose. Um, She is a a songwriter in Nashville, and she um, helps us out with those kind of things. Some of the songs... And we have uh, someone, someone else who um, writes for this every now and then. His name's Fish Fisher. He um, he he's from Gatlinburg, mm-hmm. and um, we get to write with him sometimes too. But mostly, me and my mom write together. It's kind of our thing that we do all the time. Yeah, and you started it really uh, early on too, right? I wrote my first song when I was five years old. Yeah, and I wrote little songs when I was about three or four years old. <laughs> yeah. And what's your uh, what's your inspiration for writing songs? Well... When I know it probably is different from time to time, but... Well, it really is different from time to time. It just depends on something that's going on in my life or it's just something I've seen uh-huh. that's, that's just around and um, depends on... A story that I made up, or um, just depends on what's going on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, tell us about your influences. Like, who are the people that you uh, listen to early on, and that you enjoy? Well, um, some people that I really enjoy be Buddy Miller, Julie Miller, um, um, a guy named Matt Woods. He is from Knoxville, mm-hmm. and He's a local artist, and mm-hmm. he's really amazing. And I really love um, Loretta Lynn, of course, and Tanya Tucker, and uh, all kinds of people like that. It's hard to name all of them. Right, sure. So can you can you pinpoint sort of what it is about some of their uh, music that you really that really strikes a chord with you? The reason I like those people is because. Um, they have the rootsy kind of music that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the real music. Yeah. That's that's what I've always loved. My mom let me listen to that music ever since I was so tiny. And I, I just always, that was what I was used to. That's what I've always loved. That's what I've been around. Mm-hmm. It's just all music has one thing in common. I found that they all just love to play. They all just love what they do, and they all, some of them have a good time doing it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. Some of them it's for just for money, but uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> some definitely. of it's for uh, actually expressing yourself and uh-huh. doing what you love. That's well, what I like about those people. They just, they do this music and they, 
been through it and they they stuck to what they did and they didn't let nobody mislead them like some people do and <laughs> that's really just awesome to me that's what I that's what I'm doing so yeah so you um are you pretty set in the the way that you want your music to be definitely moving forward yeah you've got a clear vision right yep clear mm. vision how how involved with your music are you like how how strong of an opinion do you have about the way the music needs to go for instance that's a really good question the music now or with my music do you have a lot of ideas like musically in your head that you want to hear or is it more like you love to sing and you you know what you want your singing to sound like but you kind of let the music happen well, um, I have some direction on what exactly what I want to do, and whenever I hear anything that does not sound <laughs> that it fits the part of the song, then uh-huh. we have to fix it right then, and we have to um, get all that figured out. That's you can't really have um, this song that you just wrote and somebody uh, in your band. Um, playing it wrong it won't work (laughs) (laughs) right 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 that's how it works that's great that's great so you've been traveling around a lot i think in the last couple of years right well um yeah i've been traveling around in um i was traveling around in our uh van for about i don't know a year or two Uh and then um my management company said you cannot get a bus it will never happen this early (laughs) you cannot get a bus then um maybe about about three months later i had a tour bus that said (laughs) that said emmy sunshine across of it so that was really cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah how'd you get that bus yeah um my sunshiners we call them sunshiners they uh help us with everything. Um, there's about 150 sunshiners, and they have this big page on um, on Facebook, and how it started it was um, this guy named Ray Toppin. Uh, we really, really love him. He's very, very, very nice, and he's he's been my fan, and he's went to I don't know how many shows now. He's he uh he was going through a lot of things too um he had uh he's in a wheelchair and he mm-hmm. um they told him if he doesn't uh really um take care of himself then he uh won't make it very very much longer and he was just planning on giving up and, and he said that he heard my music and then he um kind of tried to get everything back together again and one day he told us, uh, I think you should uh, make a um, site where um, all your um, all of your fans that have helped you so much can kind of all be together in one place. Mm-hmm. And um, then we did. Then we called them the Sunshiners. Yeah. And they uh, kind of, where it gets back to the bus is where um, they, uh, they, pay for it every um every month they send their dues that they mm-hmm. have to pay to be a sunshiner right, right. and they uh pay for our bus they help us with these fees that we have on this bus and mm-hmm. they 
do everything for us, and we're so thankful for them because we wouldn't be able to do this without them. Right. It takes a it takes a support, you know, for any artist to yeah. to make it. So that's awesome that you have that, especially at this young age. And so, speaking of this young age and and uh, and all that, so what's it like kind of being out on the road as a twelve-year-old? It's fun when you have a uh, <laughs> a one-year-old on the bus with you too. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not the youngest one, right? No, yeah. I'm not yeah. the youngest one anymore. Yeah, <laughs> we have a uh, little. Um, my uh, drummer's wife has a uh, little baby that she brings on the road and. Mm-hmm. He um, stays with us on there. It's, he's adorable. His name's Tate. Mm-hmm. And he's been traveling with us ever since he was, I don't know, uh, eight weeks old. And this is pretty much all that he knows now. It's, this is his home, too. Must be nice to be uh, traveling with family and having your family around you a lot. Well, yeah, it really is nice to get to travel with my family because... It's good to have people that you know there, people that have been lifelong friends for so long who are family, and they are, they're just like family. They're, mm. They've been with you ever since, ever since you can remember. <laughs> right. Right. Well, um, we mentioned uh, the Grand Ole Opry, and uh, you've played at the Ryman, mm-hmm. and uh Lots of cool places like that, but can you name one or two venues that you've played at that are just really cool that aren't necessarily like big venues or, you know, have a lot of people, but they're just a really cool place for you personally to play? Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah. I really, really love Bluegrass Underground. I yeah. really love that. Um, and another place I like, what was it called? The Cave? It was a cave of some <laughs> yeah. sorts. Uh-huh. And it... <laughs> yeah. And... It was crazy because there's this big stage down there, and you pretty much play underneath like all these rocks or on top of you, and it's freaky because <laughs> they like, fall any minute. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. That sense of danger. You yeah, like that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. You're on stage. You try to hurry up and. Get out there as soon as you can. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure nothing falls on your head. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about um, a few things unrelated to music. How right. about that? So, um, as a 12-year-old, what do you enjoy doing outside of music, pretty much? What are your fun time activities? Well, this is my fun time of activities, but sure. I guess there's more. Sure. <laughs> I love to draw... Um, that's one thing I really love to do. Um, I love to just get to play at, play with my friends and sure. hang out pretty much. Um, I love to hula hoop. Uh, I've gotten to uh, go to so many festivals, so every time I go there, I I just see people hula hooping for so long. And then one day I thought, I want to learn how to do that, and <laughs> I did. Yeah. So I've got... Um, I got someone else on the bus. She is our, um, well, she's kind of like, she's our merch person now. She does all of our merchandise, and um, she uh, <laughs> hula hoops with me. She, her name's Sunshine. <laughs> yeah, she's in the house today. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Sunshine. Yeah. 
She does all that. That's who I'm named after. All right. That's good information, too. Yeah, because yeah. people need to know that sort of thing. Um, so I always ask people things like this, too. Like, what's your, what's your favorite food, for instance? Do you have one? Or do you yeah. just like everything? Um, I don't really know. Um, <laughs> hey. <laughs> I really love sushi. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Where's your favorite sushi place? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, well, uh, there's this place in, um, is it in Knoxville, Mom? It's, it's on Gay Street. Um, it's called um, what? Nama. Nama. Oh yeah, I think I've been to that yeah. one too. Yeah. yeah, I remember. That's great. Um, do you have like a favorite TV show? That you watch? Um, Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. So you follow that pretty closely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It was my Uncle Blushy's fault. Is it? <laughs> That's what my mom says. Yeah. Um, I was about, um, I don't know, uh, six, seven years old, and this show came on. This is a brand new show that just came on called The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And my Uncle Blushy, um, the person I was telling you about earlier that got married and uh, that's who I, that's who I first sang for, and, um, he ain't exactly my uncle by any means, but he's best friends with my dad, uh-huh. and we just call him Uncle Blushy. Right. And his real name is Robert, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go figure. So, <laughs> he got me hooked on Walking Dead, uh-huh. and my mom was not happy with it. <laughs> that's where it goes down to. Yeah. All right, well, um, we talked about some of the cool things you've gotten to do, and you mentioned one of the cool things coming up you're going to get to do. But let's talk about um, who are some people that you've not already worked with and and you're not going to, but let's, I mean, that we don't know of yet anyways, but um, who would you like to be able to collaborate with, to sing with, or play with in the future? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. Uh... Well, uh, <laughs> mm, there's so many people. <laughs> yeah. I've gotten to perform with a lot of people that I've already been on my um, list. Sure. I've gotten to uh, open up for Willie Nelson, too. So <laughs> yeah. That's pretty crazy, huh? There's so many people that I've gotten to open up for now that's been on my wish list for a long time. And... I don't really don't have any plans yet. Yeah. I've already got all the people that I've always already wanted to uh, <laughs> play with. I'm about to get the next person I want to play with too. So yeah, that's I, I don't really have any more right sure, now. I'm gonna yeah. have to think have, of it. For have a you while. Uh, gotten to perform with some of those people that you mentioned uh, as influences, like Buddy Miller, for instance? I haven't got to, um, but I did get to perform with someone else that I really, really, really love. His um, name is. Uh, Mike Ferris. Oh, yeah. I've gotten to perform with him. Uh, it was at a little theater down in um, Madisonville. 
I just came there to go listen to him and watch him play and he asked me up to sing a little song called Little Blackbird that I wrote mm-hmm. and he don't he did it entirely different than I do. Oh yeah. Different key and everything mm-hmm. in a minor key and I actually and it's it was really <laughs> odd but yeah. after that I uh started doing it like that too so it oh, was yeah. really awesome he gave me a new way to do some of my songs so after that i started changing every one of them uh-huh. so it kind of gave the boys so, a little bit of yeah. a problem so <laughs> they he, had to relearn everything yeah so he influenced you pretty big then huh yeah mm-hmm. was she looking for the Lutheran brothers Is that who yes Lutheran brothers okay yeah yeah, I really do love all those um, really amazing uh, dark killing songs that are just they're just awesome to me. <laughs> well, yeah, that's another interesting thing about you is that you know you you do seem to gravitate toward some of the the darker subjects. Well, that's because it's it's just something that um, yeah. some people they can. Um, like to uh, have wrote so many songs that are um, very, very dark lyrics, and some of them are just plain sad. Uh-huh. And, and some of the s- things that I've wrote that are very, very sad, I've had people come and they say, This song has really helped me, and that mm-hmm. thank you for writing this. It's helped me through whatever they're going through, you know. And I've heard so much of that. It's just, I think some of the happier songs that you listen to on the radio don't really relate to anything like that. And it doesn't really, uh, it just doesn't, you can focus on all the happy things that are going on, but like that music and you can, you can just listen to it the whole time. But I think the best thing um, is to listen to the uh, darker songs, killing songs that are, well, the people, songs. yeah, the people that are are sad and have things going on in their life, like sometimes that touches them and moves them in ways that, you know, a happy song will not go on to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thank you for doing this. I thank you for being here. Do you feel like maybe uh, playing us a song? Of course, yeah. Right um. Little blackbird sat in my window. Little blackbird. Falling, hear the water rushing past my door. 
from Jordan's calling me out past the shore. Little blackbird said, Memoando, little blackbird, listen to me cry. Little blackbird said, Memoando, what shall I do? Fly away, blackbird. <laughs> that was so cool. Thank you. I appreciate you doing that. I thought of something while you were singing that I absolutely have to ask you. What? <laughs> I have to ask you about your um, your pedigree, your family history um, oh. of singing. and Because well, I, um, I know you come from uh, a singing mm-hmm. family. So tell us about your, your, uh, your grandma and your... Great-grandma. Well, uh, my great-grandmother sang, my grandmother sang, my dad sings, so uh-huh. I sing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Tell us about your great-grandmother, though. Well, um, my great-grandmother is now, um, he's 83 years old, and 
um, she's still uh, here with us today, and she still sings. Mm -hmm. She does not think she sings good at all. <laughs> but um, sometimes we'll be able to get her up to sing with us every now and then. Mm -hmm. But uh, my grandmother, um, she died um, when she was about um, 56, and and uh, she had an amazing voice. Um, had a group called... Oh, yeah, the, um, yeah, she had a group called The Perfect Joy. Uh-huh. And um, we actually um, called our group at first Perfect Joy Revival. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was really cool. My grandmother, my great-grandmother, sang on the Tennessee Barn Dance. Mm -hmm. And she got to meet um, June Carter. Yeah. And that's really, really cool because that's amazing me. I really love June Carter and Johnny Cash. So sure. that was... I never knew that, and, and she told me, and that was really amazing to get to know. Yeah, so singing's in your blood, and it's, uh, it's good to see you carrying on the, the tradition. Yep. Yep. Well, thanks a lot. You're I'll, welcome. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go, guys, uh, you know, go, but I really appreciate you. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Coming by here and doing this. Well, I hope you enjoyed the interview. We conducted that about a week ago today. They came to town to record, and I was lucky enough to be a part of that. They asked me to add a few instruments to the recording they're working on now, and uh, they were kind enough to come by here and uh, and do the interview afterwards. And uh, the whole family was along, as you could tell during the interview, and uh, we had a good time, and so I appreciate them being willing to do that, and I appreciate you listening, and I hope you'll tune in next time. should have Barry Bells on next time. He's scheduled to come in to the to Cosmosis Podcast Studios this Thursday to record, and if uh, nothing goes wrong there, he'll be the next guest. And since I have a couple of weeks off, I'm going to try to schedule a few more. I'll be letting you know on the uh, Cosmosis podcast facebook page who who might be coming up and uh go like the low vintage instrument company's facebook page as a reminder and and uh, let them know you appreciate their support of this show i thank you very much for tuning in and i hope you'll join me next time thanks a lot mm -hmm.